It's time again for Talking Trade, sponsored by MMAC's World Trade Association and Michael Best Strategies. Welcome to Talking Trade. I'm Sandy Siegel, president of ME Day. And I'm Ken Waslick, uh, managing director of EM Waslick Associates. We're a business development, international business development uh, company. Today's uh, guest is Mark Dodsworth from Euro Partnerships. Uh, Mark has, is an experienced consultant and international business developer, uh, working with multiple companies uh, entering the United Kingdom. Uh, the UK market on various fronts. And I uh, know Mark that has worked with many uh, US companies and Wisconsin-based companies. And so welcome to the show, Mark. Thanks very much, Ken. Very pleased to be here and Sandy, delighted to be here. Well, the UK has really been in the news lately with uh, how many prime ministers has it been this, uh, this year? And with the uh, fall of the pound against the dollar and the volatility and all that, how are UK businesses handling this uh, volatility and uh, uncertainty uh, current situation? I think over the last few years, UK businesses have been hit uh, very hard by uh, a number of major events, most of them unforeseen. Um, of course, COVID-19, the Ukraine war and Brexit. Uh, and these have caused a number of serious disruptions um, which have led to, for example, 11% inflation uh, as of today, uh, uh, rising interest rates, uh, exchange rate volatility, uh, supply shortages, uh, energy price rises, uh, shortages of labor, uh, and uh, consumer spending under pressure. So despite this, um, the UK economy has proved to be fairly resilient. Uh, after falling 9% in 2020, inevitably due to COVID, uh, the GDP actually rose in 7% in 2021. Uh, and the level of quarterly GDP in Q3 22, so the one we're in now, uh, is, uh, is only 0.4% below its pre-COVID level as of uh, Q4 2019. So at the moment, Things are not too bad, but uh, they are likely to get a lot worse. <laughs> uh, and there are major concerns about a prolonged recession uh, in 2023-24. Now, our unemployment rate uh, is only 3.5%, which is pretty good. And that reflects the absence of a large number of available European workers uh, since Brexit. This has had a, a big effect on unemployment. Uh, business confidence is inevitably suffering. Uh, the CBI, that's our employers organization, uh, has a, a quarterly gauge of manu manufacturing optimism in UK. Uh, and in Q4 2024, it's got its lowest reading uh, since Q2 2020. So uh, it's been remaining in negative territory for the, the, the last four consecutive quarters. So as I say, things are, are not, not thought to be going well. Um, some sectors are so, affected more. Yeah, sorry. Well, yeah, can we talk a little bit more about Brexit, which you sure. touched on, and obviously sure. that's been a, a huge impact on international trade. I know for customers we work with, 
on, on freight forwarding and customs brokerage. Many of our customers had distribution centers in the UK that, that serviced all of Europe. And now of course, trade from the UK to Europe um, involves a customs entry because you know, you're not part of the, the European Union. I know my, my friends in the UK have shared, my forwarding mm. friends, it's affected the trucking industry because yeah. of the exodus of, of Eastern European workers and so forth, as you say. So um, it's had a lot of effect on, on moving goods within Europe. It has. Um, are you seeing a lot of shifts from you know, many US companies that had um, you know, distribution centers and, and European offices in the UK? Are those being moved out as well, which is, is further impacting the economy? No, there's certainly been some movement um, and countries like uh, Holland uh, and the Irish Republic have done quite well from some companies that have been hedging their bets uh, and moving, not necessarily lock, stock and barrel, but they're certainly opening up uh, companies uh, nearby just to be on the safe side, really. I think that's they're, co they're, they're covering their, their bets and making sure that they do have a, a base within the EU. But, but that doesn't mean they're leaving their, their UK base or their UK operation. They're certainly not doing that. It's more a kind of uh, maintaining a, a kind of a safety net just in case things should get, get bad over the coming, the coming months and years. Sure, okay, interesting. Well, good. Well, uh, where there's uncertainty and chaos, there's always opportunities. and. You know, we optimistic uh, individuals always look for those gems in, in the chaos. Where do you see those gems or opportunities for Wisconsin American companies in the UK today? Uh, I would say that uh, places not to look, let's just quickly deal with those. Um, uh, hospitality is not a good place to be at the moment. So uh, don't look at hospitality. Uh, FMCG, uh, although there are some better off consumers that have saved money during COVID and are now wanting to spend it, it is gonna have an impact on, uh, on consumer goods. And that does need careful research. Uh, it doesn't mean that there aren't opportunities, but it does mean careful research rather than just diving in. Uh, public sector is gonna be tricky. Um, due to drastic, some drastic government cuts which are planned, and of course the inflationary pressures which are affecting education and health and so on. Now, where are the, the more positive uh, signs? Well, the exchange rate is, is very favorable for you. Uh, today I saw that it was a $1.19 to the pound, uh, down from $1.35 uh, a year ago. So that's a 50% uh, movement thereabouts. Uh, sectors offering opportunities at the moment that you can look at. Uh, fintech, uh, I would highlight, digital transformation. Um, anything to do with uh, EVs, EV rollout and charging right. infrastructure, a very good area to go. Energy, efficient, energy efficiency, especially in the built environment. And uh, healthcare and life sciences. And, and bio, uh, above all, look at the private sector. Don't uh, don't focus uh, only on the public sector where things are going to be tough. The private sector is more resilient. Uh, that's that's where the money is. Uh, just generally, yeah, nuclear is an interesting one. I don't know whether you have any any providers to the nuclear industry. That's going to go well. And one very unusual one that only just appeared recently is anything to do with poultry and eggs. We've got avian flu. <laughs> and we have a shortage of eggs. Oh, so this wow. is maybe a very specific opportunity for Wisconsin to step in given its dairy 
uh, and uh, food background. I don't know. And finally, M&As, of course. I mean, it's a good time to be merging and acquiring uh, because of the exchange rate sure. advantages. So, so bear that in mind. Absolutely. Well, trade trade with you know UK has always been obviously an important um, you know trading partner for the US, and, and now we continue to look for different opportunities. Um, are there any areas that you see your government focusing on in new trade policy, and and where you're trying to strengthen allies? Or I, I know you know we're trying to. Um, connect with our allies in yeah. regards to our concerns with China and so forth. Any any comments on that? Um, a very serious effort being made to get this FTA uh, with yourselves, um, hampered by uh, the post-Brexit problems over Northern Ireland. And we know that uh, it won't go forward until there can be some kind of satisfactory agreement, which the US and the Irish Republic are happy with. So it is tied to political factors. But once that's sorted, the FTA should be in place um, and uh, that will help things enormously. But generally there is a, a desire to reduce some dependency on Europe and to look for third markets. Canada is doing very well uh, with us at the moment. Uh, the former Commonwealth countries, Australia, uh, New Zealand and so on. So this means that, that the US will always be very much uh, up there in the frame. Uh, and I know Wisconsin, I was reading uh, just today that the UK is, is your sixth largest destination yes. for Wisconsin exports. That's amazing. And I didn't know that. Uh, and that's held up reasonably well over the last two or three years. So there is this history of a relationship between Wisconsin and the UK, which I'm sure you can build on. Right. Agreed. Yeah, a strong partner for, for our office and, and a fair amount of training in both directions. Terrific. Um, great insight, especially, you know, you're there and, um, you know, amidst the day-to-day -day news and what's going on in, in the economy and Brexit. So thanks for your perspective, Mark. Really great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Mark, uh, thanks again for uh, being on the show. And uh, I know you always uh, have a good insight. Uh, we've uh, in always in the past in that EV, I've heard about that, that there's a massive government effort of the yep. electrical vehicles and just the build out of the infrastructure. And there's a number of Wisconsin companies that could take advantage of the, that build out um, and over the next five to 10 years. We've done a study, uh, Ken, which I'm happy to share with you in a slightly edited version, which looks at the opportunities in the uh, EV charging infrastructure area. So I will share that with you, and uh, you're, you're very welcome to, to share that with any, any listeners or, or viewers that might be interested. Great. Perfect. Okay, Mark, thanks again, and thanks for joining us on another episode of Talking Trade. Thank you very much. Okay, all the best. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Talking Trade, sponsored by MMAC's World Trade Association and Michael Best Strategies.